Welcome to season two of the Awesome Women podcast. In season one, we took a wide focus on women in all areas of the community, construction, automotive, mining, healthcare, farming, hospitality, and many more. Season two will be no different. In fact, we have a fabulous lineup of women, all with amazing stories to share with you. Season two, however, has a small difference as we will also be speaking to awesome men. For many of us, we have had male mentors who have provided a guiding hand throughout our careers. They too have inspiring stories and we will be sharing them with you. I, Amanda Bulo, Awesome Women in Construction founder, have enjoyed recording these podcasts. It's now over to you to enjoy these at a time that suits you. Thank you for listening to the Awesome Women podcast series. Hi, everybody. Well, it is time for another Awesome Women podcast. And today we have Alison Sawyers joining us. Hi, Alison. Hello, Amanda. How are you? Good. Now, Alison, you are the director at the Infrastructure Project um, Financing Agency, or IPFA, working as an in-house commercial and financial advisor to the Commonwealth Government on infrastructure and other major projects. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my first question to you is how did you, what made you wanted to become a lawyer? How did you you know, I'm going to say stumble into the career, but you don't generally stumble into being a lawyer. Yeah, well, um, I think uh, that uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, But in my case, I think I would say I had a a pretty unconventional um, path uh, into law. So I grew up in um, Sydney's uh, western suburbs. I went to a um, partially selective school, um, effectively you know, didn't, didn't come from a family of lawyers or anything like that, but um, I did well at school. I got the mark and I got a scholarship to study law at um, the University of Sydney Law School. So I just felt um, obliged to, you know, utilise the, the mark that I'd um, gotten, although up until that point, I'd, I'd not really ever um, considered um, being a lawyer. I'd always thought, yeah, I'll be a journalist or a, um, maybe even a, a tennis player at, at one <laughs> professional <laughs> player at one point um, in time. So I got the mark. I, um, I actually graduated from uh, law school. I um, hadn't lined up a, a graduate job which you know much to the dismay of you know my um cohort and my um uh teachers uh but in a way uh that was actually the best thing that um you know could have ever happened um to me career-wise because um i graduated from uh, law school there was a um, internship um available with a, a law firm in singapore and so I thought, oh, well, uh, you know, I'll apply for it, but you probably won't get it, but, you know, have, have a shot. And lo and behold, I got it. And uh, so I moved to Singapore just thinking, oh, it will be a temporary um, thing. It'll be, you know, three months or something. It'll give me some, you know, um, experience in Asia Pacific and I can leverage that to, you know, maybe get a really cool role back in Sydney. And I ended up staying um five years. I I, I finished the internship with the local law firm and um, I realised, you know, I'm having a great time. I don't really want to um, go home just yet. So I um, interviewed for a role um, actually with this incredible, um, you know, Wall Street law firm, Millbank, in um, their Singapore office. And, um, you know, I got 
um, I got the job. And at the time, they were, you know, number one um, project financing firm in the world. And I, so I went from, you know, uh, being in debt to my mom and, you know, having all this credit card and sort of not really having a, a job um, to, you know, working at this amazing law firm and traveling, you know, going to India at the drop of a hat to do a, a due diligence, going on um, site visits in, you know, deeper starkers, Kalimantan in Indonesia, you know, to because uh, we were doing a lot of coal mine um, financings. Uh, yeah, and so I just um, started amassing this, you know, uh, CV of, um, you know, some of the biggest deals going mm. on in um, Asia Pacific and sort of the rest is um, is uh, history. But, um, yeah, I eventually moved um, back home and uh, practised, um, well, in between, I, uh, I had a stint in um, Germany where I worked for an investment bank there uh but um yeah i've been home for almost eight um years now in um sydney uh practicing um uh, more um here uh, in at home so it's a little bit of a uh, un unconventional <laughs> um pathway and i've sort of been around the the globe a little bit but um uh yeah that's uh that's how i i wound up um yeah that's phenomenal. So you kind of did fall into it, but you know, sometimes like you say, the not having any plans and going with the wind and seeing what happens tomorrow, you know, yeah. look at where it took you. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I have no regrets at all. I mean, if I didn't, um, if I hadn't have sort of taken that leap and gone to um, Singapore, I honestly don't think I would have had, um, you know, the, the career success that I've, um, that I have um, enjoyed to date. So. And I love that it all started simply by applying for something. Like, even when you thought you probably won't get it, you still took the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, there's no way. I, you know, I haven't even gotten a job in Sydney. I'm not going to get a, you know, this cool sounding um, role in, you know, uh, in Singapore where they'll fly me over and pay me a housing allowance. And um, yeah. but uh, Some people don't get that 10 years into yeah, I job, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um, it's incredibly important. I think you know to to um, take a uh, you know cautious gamble, you know, when whenever you can, because you you know you you just never know what um, more amazingness lies in in store for you as a result of doing that. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. So that's the story of how Alison became a lawyer, and I love it. It's fabulous, yeah. fabulous story. So. What's the best part of your job? What do you, you know, obviously finishing uni, moving overseas, you know, you obviously love it or you wouldn't yeah. still be doing it. So well, what um, is it that you love about it? Yes, yeah, slight caveat. So I have been in a different um, role for the last um, sort of 12 months. I did take another um, sort of, uh, well, not um, gamble, but um, I'm Opportunity? Not Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not presently um, practicing law, but I do have a live uh, practicing um, certificate. But yes, in my um, in my time as a lawyer, I think that the thing that I really came to to love and to be um, most um, passionate about was um, the ability it gave me to help people, and it could be in um, some very straightforward ways. So I, mm -hmm. uh, I ran uh, my law firm's uh, pro bono legal clinic at a um, 
women's day shelter called Lou's Place up in the uh, King's Cross in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And uh, skills that I had uh, built up over the years as a lawyer and which I took completely for granted, such as an ability to, you know, write an email or a, a letter concisely and, you know, with no um, spelling errors to, you know, being able to pick up the phone and, you know, um, talk about an issue, um, you know, very, also very concisely could be applied um, to, you know, really uh, have such a positive impact um, on the lives of the women that uh, we were, uh, you know, helping and, um, and supporting through our work at the um, pro bono uh, clinic in King's Cross. And I mean, it, that sort of same principle also applies you know, on some of the bigger deals that I've worked on in uh, my career that, you know, being seen and viewed as a trusted advisor by your um, clients and, you know, seeing their gratitude and their appreciation um, when, you know, they've realized that, oh, wow, you know, um, I really saved their bacon as a, as a lawyer. Um, you know, it, it was those aspects of, um, you know, being a lawyer were you know, very um, rewarding and, and being able to help somebody who normally wouldn't be able to financially afford that assistance. Oh, it's got a, you know, there's a, there's a part of us that, you know, gets warmth from that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, um, the clients that we would see at the, um, uh, at Lou's place, the women's um, refuge, you know, most of them were, were in um, you know, a very financial um, tight spot you know there would be um you know homeless women uh there'd be um domestic violence victims that you know uh had nowhere to uh live there would be you know women with mental health issues um drug abuse issues um you know it was a, a full litany of you know very vulnerable um people on the on the uh fringe who were um who would otherwise yeah not be um able to you know pay for legal services so yeah well, makes you um appreciate the you know I always thought education was a right but it's definitely a privilege yeah that's um so true yeah so fantastic now you've shared with us um your favorite quote yep so um let everybody know what that quote is and why it resonates with you yeah, sure. So it's from a book that I read um, a few years ago uh, when I was, you know, having um, not um, such an easy um, time. And the main uh, character um, is in a conversation with another character and is saying, um, you know, what do I need uh, to do um, uh, to make you love me? And um, the response was um, just be yourself. And I think um, that quote has, you know, genuine application um, uh, in both my personal and my um, professional life. You know, I think we all accept, you know, personally, you know, you never need to change um, for someone in order, you know, to deserve or earn uh their love and I think the same uh, principle um, does have application in our workplaces and in our organizations um, you know across the country you know we don't need um, to change uh, or, or uh, amend anything um, uh, about ourselves in order to you know conform to you know someone's sort of 
preference or idea about um, you know what what a successful person or, or woman in in that workplace should should look like. So I often remember that um, <laughs> that quote, you know, in in times you know uh, maybe where I've been told, well, you know, you you sound too feminine when you um, speak. You you should go to you know voice classes so that you know you can sound a bit more authoritative so that you know males will you know pay more attention when you um talk and things like that so yeah I think a good um uh, uh principle to to yeah. live life by and moving from Australia to Singapore yeah when you were 18 19 well, well, I'm slightly older but so, um, oh, there you go it, but still you know yeah. um young in the sense that we you know you probably hadn't worked a full-time job before and you know you're going to this whole other country your family's in Australia you know I get what were some of the uh, I mean there would have been challenges but I mean you would have grown so much as a person too from that yeah I did well I mean uh, actually I, I cried for the first two hours of the um plane ride and there were these uh, two also young girls sitting um, next to me and you know they were like well you know no, what's wrong they were on the you know they're about to start the journey of their life and they're like you know what is what's wrong you know why are you so upset and um, you know I just shared I, I shared with them that you know I was absolutely terrified I don't know what I was thinking I'm going to a country I don't um, know a single person at all um, I don't, yeah, I have no idea what's in store for me and, you know, if I'm going to be, you know, super lonely or make friends or whatever. So all of that was going through my head in the initial stage of the journey. Um, but then the, the next day, it was the uh, first day of um, my uh, uh, job. I turned up um, to the workplace and there was another um, Australian lawyer, or there were two other Australian lawyers there. And then we just became, um, you know, thick as thieves um, right away. And from there, you know, I, I just began developing this, um, you know, network that, you know, proved incredibly supportive and, um, you know, uh, many of whom I'm, I'm still in touch to this day, you know, 13, 14 years later. Yeah. And those contacts and that network that you built, you know, at the beginning of your career, you mentioned that you keep in touch with them now. Yeah. How, how do you find that networking and creating that, you know, circle of trusted colleagues helps, you know, in your day-to-day -day job? Oh, well, I would say... Um, so my view on um, things is that it is absolutely critical um, to have a sponsor that, you know, views your, um, uh, your uh, professional success as, as their um, uh, personal responsibility. And I would say that in that first role that I um, had, you know, I, I gained not just a, a network of, you know, very... Um, supportive colleagues and uh, friends but that was the first time I um, you know saw the um, benefits and reaped the advantages of having a sponsor who was um, you know very invested in my learning and um, my um, development as a you know as a baby lawyer that didn't really you know know what I was um, doing and then you know even after I um, left the firm and you know moved home um, you know my um, sponsor would you know every now and then you know send me um, 
and you know th this was uh, I guess uh, this this demonstrates how uh, a sponsor within your organization can actually over time evolve into a, a mentor because you know I'd obviously left the firm at this point but um, to this day you know the um, my uh, this person still sends me incredible job opportunities um, and says, you know, if you ever wanted to, you know, move back to Asia Pacific again, you know, we can, um, you know, we, we could make this uh, role happen for you. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that, that was one example. Um, there's been two, but um, yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? You know, it's profoundly important, yeah, to have a, um, uh, I think a, a sponsor within your organization that makes that investment and, and wants and really sees your um, success as um, key to, to one of their ambitions. And then it's passing it forward. It's sharing it with the next generation, whoever that may be, yeah, exactly. you know, and repaying the favor, whether it's letting the window open, the ladder down, whatever it is, yes. it's supporting the next person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that that is uh, the case for, for many reasons other than just, you know, paying it forward. I've seen um, so many examples and, I, you know, I'm so happy to, to have uh, seen this, uh, but where there are junior staff that go on to either uh, leapfrog, um, you know, their supervisors or to wind up becoming um, clients of their organisation or um, uh, their firm. So it also makes, it's a really good business imperative to, you know, take care of, um, you know, uh, junior staff, younger um, staff, because you just never know, um, you know, where uh, anyone might um, end up. We don't, we don't know where the winds will take us and where we end up working. And it's a small industry. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. And, you know, yeah. you want to be known as the respectful and as the, the leading force in that rather than the, oh, don't employ her because of whatever or don't employ him because of whatever. And, you know, yeah, um, yeah we've got to share it with the next generation. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that, um, you know, people remember when you're um, kind to them and they also remember when um, you're generous with your time. But on the converse, I think the opposite is also true. When you're neither of those things, um, people also remember that. So it's a good uh, principle in life. Just be, yeah. be kind and um, be as generous as, with your time as, as your situation uh, affords you to be. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Great to chat with you, Alison. It's been great. Yeah, wonderful chatting uh, with you too, Amanda. Um, yeah. I'm delighted to share my story. No, it's fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much. We will um, share your LinkedIn profile um, with um, the podcast. So if anybody's got any questions about your role or your journey and whatnot, they can reach out. Um, but in the meantime, we will talk to you shortly. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.